Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 439 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. And um, this question was sent by Ariane. And she writes, more improvisation and some theory on counterpoint and how canons are constructed. A lot rings a bell now, especially the stuff on consonant intervals and counter movement. Uh, she answered this question in response of uh, my asking her uh, what is she currently working on. Okay. So, she's working on improvisation and theory, counterpoint, canons. And she she says that uh, a lot of that uh, is familiar to her now. Do you think it's important for everybody to know the polyphonic techniques that composers use? Depends on the goals, of course. If you want to understand the music of great composers, it's it's impossible to understand it without getting a good grasp of counterpoint and polyphony. Do you think it's important to know it in depth or not, just to be familiar with it? Well, again, if your goal is just to play the music of other people and understand it, to some degree, then what you might do is create uh, some counterpoints and analyze their music uh, uh, from the scores, but not too much, probably concentrating on the performance itself. But if you want to start writing music or, or improvising music, I think these techniques are indispensable to know and internalize them. Well, what collection would be, you know, a good way to start to analyze in order to learn all these things? You mean canons? I mean all polyphonic techniques, because canon is only one of them. I always recommend people start where they are, what they are playing, and look for techniques in their own pieces. 
if they're playing a piece by Frank, for example, they might find a cannon or two very easily, because Frank used cannons all the time. If, if they're playing other composers, let's say, let's say they're playing some Baroque music, obviously polyphonic techniques are even more important there. Mm -hmm. So wherever you are, open the score and uh, try to find out what you are seeing on the page. I think that's a very good advice. What, what would your approach be? I will start with probably two art inventions. Even with the first invention in C major, basically Bach used most of the polyphonic techniques in this first invention. And you're right, those inventions and later three-part uh, symphonias form a basis of every pianist's repertoire and technique as well. And that was in Bach's time. He created those short little gems as exercises for his own students. But not only, not only to be played on the harpsichord, but also to be used as examples in composition. So that his students would not only play them, perform them, develop their own techniques, but, but maybe use them as models for their own creations. This is teaching by example, obviously. And Bach was a champion of that. He almost didn't write any treatises, just one short page about counterpoint. But, but basically, his music speaks for itself. True. And I wonder how much you know, the world has changed after that. Because, you know, in Bach's time, he and his contemporaries wanted, you know, students and pupils to study, to take example from them. And nowadays, I think everybody, you know, requires originality. And if you will copy something, it will be very bad. At first, it's okay to copy, I think, even today. What about author's rights? When you are a student, I mean, if you are copying uh, a composer who is long dead, who cares? But would you achieve much in the area of composition if you would compose in the style of, I don't know, Buxtehude or Pachelbel? To some degree, you know, we all start there as beginners in school and then move on to something which is more innovative and more interesting to our ears and our age. Maybe maybe this classical education won't last long, maybe a year or two, but, but even those uh, people who create today avant-garde music, I think they all went through the rigid classical education at some point. Maybe they hated it. That's why maybe they changed gears later in life, but but this classical education gave them something too. What do you think? Yes, I guess you are right. 
obviously at the same time when you're studying and playing Bach, if you are really inclined on originality, you would do well on sight reading music by modern composers, at least 20th century composers, or even living composers, even better, and see what other people are doing today. And uh, and this way you would discover things that they are not doing, maybe, and you will get more ideas by synthesizing their own ideas. Yes, but don't you feel sometimes that, you know, it's so hard to create something really new because... So, so many ideas were already expressed by somebody else. I think somebody wiser than me said, whoever wants to be original will never be original. You know, if we focus on originality, this is not the point, because, uh, because we have to focus on uh, um, authenticity. It, it, it doesn't have to be new, it, it has to be yours, this music. And uh, even if you create something really old-fashioned, chances are that nobody else has created this, because music has so many thousands and millions and uh, billions and trillions of combinations that obviously it's impossible to explore, explode, exploit all that. Um, it might sound similar to other music, but it's definitely something new. It's like a miracle, knowing that everything is, you know, created only from 12 different sounds. Exactly. Exactly. So, Ariane and others would do really well by starting where they are, looking at music of, of other composers, and um, writing down and improvising their own create, creative things, starting with consonant intervals that uh, that is <clears throat> required for for um, classical counterpoint, and uh, avoiding parallel fifths and octaves, and uh, employing a lot of counter contrary motion to achieve this. Excellent, guys. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. This was Vidas. And Usha. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. 
but whoever night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vida Santosha, thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Usha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video, how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Usha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.